Thanks for tuning in to the Big Red Hunters podcast, your host, Hunter Idol. You ever thought to yourself, when am I going to get to that person for the birthday? Or even better yet, when am I going to get Hunter for his baby shower? Now, if you've ever been stuck in that position, i got the perfect company for you. It's a sponsor of the podcast, Dirty Devil Detailing. Man, they can do basically anything you can think of. Cars, trucks, SUVs, boats, RVs, setup schedule with Diana and Kurt Fleer. Boom, get you in. Everyone's happy, but grab that gift card because it just makes it easy. But speaking of vehicles, kind of works in today's podcast. We're going to be talking about tips to combat high gas pricing. Uh, high gas pricing when you got $4 a gallon really does make a huge hit on your paycheck. And it's about making choices now to relieve the pain and the stress later. That way you could be the most effective hunter you can be this season. So let's go ahead and jump in the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Big Run Hunters podcast. Your host, Hunter Dydal, and my co-host, Jeremy. How we doing, buddy? Doing pretty good. Tired. But tired? Yeah. Tired of getting uh, run around chasing the puppy, <laughs> or just tired in general? Um, she's she's a lot. She's upstairs hanging out with Shay right now. I hope she doesn't, like, actually, I kind of hope that she wakes up and, like, poops on Shay. That'd be funny. <laughs> I hope she doesn't poop in the house. Although, if she poops again tonight, goodness gracious. Because she, she, she laid one good one right before we left and then laid another good one in your yard. So, I don't, <laughs> she hasn't eaten that much food. Uh, I don't know. She, <laughs> yeah. she gave her that snack. Yeah, anything's possible. <laughs> that would be funny. Because uh, you know it's going to be running now that she got that snack. Yeah, I know. I was, I, that was my one thought when I saw it. I was like, uh, should I? Hey, but you know what? Honestly, if she poops on the couch, I mean, oh well. <laughs> it's getting left for Drake anyway. It's Drake's anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, uh, listeners, so what happens is, so we're going to get our new house. Talked about that. But we're moving out. Drake, you've probably seen him. I don't know if he's been on the YouTube, but we talked about him a lot. He's been on my YouTube. Oh, yeah, I guess he is. Yeah. Oh, so he's on that video where I horribly missed that. Yeah. Ring neck. That didn't yeah. ever happen. That's, that's <laughs> false. Yeah, I totally don't have footage of it either. I allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, Drake, I don't think he's been on the podcast. Maybe. I don't remember. I feel like we had him on here once, but I Maybe. don't remember. But either way, he's going to move in. So he's going to, I'm. we're moving the couch downstairs, the one upstairs. You know, I'm letting them have it. And, uh, uh-huh. He's going to get a poop couch. <laughs> Hope it smells real bad. No, Actually, no. I don't because I have to live here for another two months. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. If that stupid trim carpenter decides to actually do his job. Are you guys having trouble with one? No, I'm just being fussy because I don't want to get in the house. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> it's been almost two and a half, going on three weeks. That they, 
it was they were done for for a week after the sighting and then the week following we had our cabinet meeting and she's like i think you'll be here like midweek wasn't there still wasn't there this last week so like i'm just poo on that guy i wanted to get in my house get it done because they're holding up everything I don't know what it is, but apparently trim carpenters have become the new uh, drywall guys in really? Lincoln. Hmm. It used to be you could never find competent on-time drywallers. Yeah. Now it's trim carpenters. Well, I don't know, man, because the walls are primed. They're ready to go. The I mean, the finish guys for electrical and plumbing, the cabinets are actually in the house. Mm-hmm. They're ready. Well, not they're not installed, but they're sitting in boxes. Yeah, and they're they're ready, ready to put be put up. So they're just kind of holding up everything. So well, if you get in there, it usually takes, especially a house your size, they should be able to get the cabinets done in a day. Yep. So I don't know why. It, if he finds a flaming bag of turds on his doorstep, <laughs> he'll know why. Uh, Actually, he probably won't, but it'll still be hilarious because I'll watch it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I know everybody's busy. I get it. I just it's one of those things where it's like it's a it's a little more personal because of my house. So there. <clears throat> hopefully, hopefully get turned around. Hopefully get going the right way. But oh well, that's the other thing too. The trim sitting there. I can see it's it. Ready. Does uh, is he gonna put the floor in too? Like, mm. I don't know what phase or what route. I wouldn't think so. Is. I guess I, I'm not sure, but I don't think so. So we're doing LVP uh in the living room, like basically the whole main room, and mm-hmm. then the I'm trying to think. I don't know what the guest bathroom bathrooms LVP, but I know our bathrooms tile. And then the bedrooms are going to be carpet. carpet. Yeah. So, I'm actually kind of curious about that. I forgot about that. Oh, well. If it's LVP in there, perfect. It's not like they guests don't need tile. They don't need a nice in there. I probably wouldn't, other than the shower, I probably wouldn't put tile in my master. If I was building a house, it just gets so expensive. Yeah, it was just part of the package. So I was it really? Yeah, we just ended up doing tile in there. It might be the area. Some some companies don't allow you to do anything else. So, hmm. yeah, I don't know. No, it's yeah, because I remember picking it out. Oh well, yeah. let's get another topic. Something to do with hunting because <laughs> I miss hunting. Oh. I miss killing things. Trail came over the other night, and we were we we got dinner, and. He's like, no, we should go home, go back to your place and do, we should watch hunting videos. And I literally was like, I've been avoiding it because I start watching it and then I'm screwed. I I already have been sitting here since about mid-June going, my goodness, September. Uh, I really, like, I really try to avoid it because we always have, like, the, like, the last three years we went on a family vacation the last week of July. mm -hmm. And that's, like, my pivot point. Yeah. That's when I finally, like, my perspective changes, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to switch gears, and, like, <clears throat> you know, I've been golfing, all that crap. It's like, okay, I'm obviously garbage with my driver. <laughs> I will continue to be damn slice. I See, I always switch around the fourth because uh, the fishing gets really, really bad usually, and it's so hot, 
and I'm not only looking for hunting season, I'm looking for cooler temperatures. Yeah. So. I've, well, <laughs> they always say when you hear cicada, the cicadas are like six weeks mm-hmm. from fall, and I had to end up last night with the dogs out, and uh, cicada flew right into my house, mm-hmm. started flying around, chase freaking out, ran to the <laughs> bedroom, shut the door. She's like, no, you can't come in here till you kill it. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> so I'm chasing around the house. And we got one of those electric fly swatters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it ended up getting in the fixture in the, geez, up in the kitchen. Ended up mm. having to pull that little, like, plastic deal off. Yeah. And, like, had to fight with it in there. <laughs> <laughs> it took, like, five minutes. And, like, that thing, if you hit it once with a fly, like, they're not stone dead, but they're paralyzed, and then he hit it again, they're dead. Mm-hmm. Dude, that cicada, dude, I had that thing on there for like 10 seconds. It was just like <laughs> just taking it, buzzing, and just like, <laughs> since like tanks of yeah. the sky. No, I, it was, <laughs> I finally got it killed and thrown out, so Shay was happy. But on the other hand, I like that. I usually flip, and I'm like, okay, now we're getting to August, time to like yeah. start changing gears and like, getting into that thing and if you guys haven't seen i post this week and uh uh jared had piped in so if you guys want to join the community and join some other hunters that are kind of struggling with duck depression make sure to join our facebook page uh podcast page at bigger hunters podcast fans forums and join the community because you get to miss out on jared's post but he commented that we got to that's a big thing. We'll kind of get into this in the podcast too, but <clears throat> making sure your farmers are happy. That's what I'm talking about. Like when you're switching gears is when you kind of like say, okay, hunting season's coming up. I really in this season, like try to connect with my farmers. Um, and one thing he said was the farmer that we normally duck on 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 is he needs some beavers taken care of. Oh, I'll go shoot beavers with you. So I hate beavers. They are awful. Yeah, after what they did to Nala last year. Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, I that's a real good point. That is our mission this year. I might actually even get traps. We're killing those beavers there. Yeah. Because I, I think about it every day now with Dakota. When she's old enough to get out there, I freak out about those beavers. Yep. Because of, of what happened to Nala. Yep. So that might be our mission this year when we're out there. I might. I can't say that on a podcast, but it might, it's going to die this year. <laughs> that podcast or that, that beaver is going to become no more. <laughs> I just find a couple select pads and set up a couple traps. And yeah. I know. Well, one of them is like on the, that's the South side of the Island. Yeah. That little bunch of trees that we've sat under. There's one right there. Yep. So, but Unfortunately, I think there's more than one beaver there now, so it's yeah. it's going to be a couple beavers that we had to take out. That's all right. They need to die either way. So you. But uh, he's got a beaver problem. The big thing that he has is, so if you, his pond, they actually built it out there, so it's mm-hmm. man-made. And <clears throat> the way it is is there's a levee that they built up, and so there's a low spot, obviously where the pond's at, levee and then there's a low spot on the other side mm-hmm. and on wet years there's water on both sides and there's actually a cool little pond that ends up getting like kind of built up and uh that was a bit but dogs are being dogs um 
there's a little pond that gets built up on the other side. There's ends up being a lot of wood ducks hanging out there. Oh, really? Yeah. So, mm. I'll actually get into that, and that's a good point, because I just thought about that. <clears throat> I'll probably forget about it, but we'll get there in a minute about wood ducks. But, um, geez, I just totally lost my train of thought. Oh, the the problem is that they they like to burrow into that levee, mm-hmm. and he's like scared that they're gonna end up burrowing through it. And Beavers and muskrats. If you've got something that you don't want to leak, yep, yeah, might as well kill them because yeah, they'll burrow into that levee for sure. Yeah, I mean, beavers won't go as far as muskrats, but the hole will be bigger. Yep. So there's definitely a few holes that yeah. Even I haven't even we only hunted it like two times last year and. Mm-hmm year before and that year it was, it was bad so yeah all right let's go ahead and jump in the podcast of what we're actually going to be talking about <laughs> um we're gonna be talking about five tips to save yourself the absolute dis- uh, ha- destroying your wallet with gas or gas pricing because you know obviously we're getting and I totally botched that, actually, <laughs> the title, too. I'll come up with a better one. <laughs> Let me actually tag the podcast. On. But basically, we're all dealing with high gas prices. If you're not thinking about it yet, as you, if you flip your mindset of going into next season, you need to start planning. Because if you're a single guy, you're lucky. You don't have to answer to anybody. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but also, you're going to have to make those payments. <laughs> and if you're a married guy... Dude, I if you show like a credit card bill of like four or five hundred bucks of gas, like gas money, <laughs> like good luck. And for me, just like everybody else, everybody's got stuff going on. Everybody's got higher pricing and like less money. That's just natural, especially with everything that's yeah. going up. You have less money to spend on this stuff, so you have less money to spend, which means we sh- you you should be looking for ways. To maximize what you have mm-hmm. and not go into serious amount of debt because I would not. I mean, if you want to, that's probably not a good idea. Yeah, I wouldn't destroy your financial position just to go hunting. At least not. Yeah, no. I, actually, if you were to destroy your financial, financial position, I'd just recommend finding a close place to deer hunt. Yeah. And just go hunting for deer this year. So yeah. let's uh let's talk about that. So let's go for I I wouldn't say it. we're just gonna give you five tips. Neither one of them probably, are really probably end up being more than five, I bet. Yeah. But uh none of them are more important than others, so I'm just gonna kick out what I'm thinking about right now. Uh tip number one look for opportunities closer to home. Mm-hmm. What it brings me up that idea is well I said about wood ducks. <clears throat> so Earlier this year, we kept, when we were turkey hunting, down this creek bottom system, we just kept seeing wood ducks after wood ducks after wood ducks. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> our duck hunting is usually an hour and a half away. This wood duck spot is probably like 30, maybe 40 minutes away. Yeah, I can get to that property in 30 minutes from my house. So, 30 minutes compared to an hour and a half, 60 miles, 60 miles on most pickups, let's say... Five gallons, five gallons at four bucks. Mm. There you go. I yeah. just save you 20, 30 bucks. Yeah. So <clears throat> think of opportunities and look for opportunities closer to home. Uh, maybe you're going to be able to find something like we're going to be talking about wood ducks. 
we're talking about hunting quail closer to home, maybe you mm-hmm. hunting some more pheasants close to home, but look for ways to be able to find places or opportunities close to home. Maybe that's public land that you're spend more time scouting. Maybe that's trying to find a reservoir or trying to find a new piece of private land. Or here's another thing. If you really start putting money and dollars and cents together, maybe it makes sense to put more money into a lease that's closer to home. Mm-hmm. Yes, I realize it's, it's more of an upfront cost, but when you got to think of, okay, <clears throat> you know, I know a lot of guys down south that are hunting. You know, maybe they have a lease in Kansas or Missouri that is from Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi. You know, for them, I there's some guys that will drive three or four hours to mm-hmm. go to duck camp every weekend. Maybe you find one, well, I guess if you're farther south. I would say, I would <laughs> maybe say, that's not as good. I would say advice, that for the northern guys, because the southern boys, it's hard to find a new lease that's closer. Yeah, if you've because like people hold on to their leases for you're talking generations down there. Um, so, but absolutely, I mean, if you can find a nice lease, I mean, think about it. If you're spending with the way gas prices are this year, I mean, you're looking hate these words 100 125 bucks a weekend if you're driving back and forth each day at least that's being nice that's well that would be for me yeah that'd be for me um but uh yeah if you do that you find a place that's 30 minutes from home or 45 minutes from home that has a consistent flow of duck kind of like the spot you have that we're trying to get into this year um yeah, you're going to save yourself a lot of money, even if it costs you 500 for the lease or 500 a person. I mean, you do that. If you're somebody who hunts every single weekend, okay. <laughs> you good? <laughs> You've been on something tonight. <laughs> God, I hope that was heard. <laughs> I think it was loud enough, too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you hunt every single weekend, I mean, if you cut your hat, if you cut your gas to a third of what you would do a weekend, you know, driving an hour and a half yeah, and then getting it down to like half an hour and using a third of the gas you would on a weekend, you're going to, with the way gas is this year, I mean, you're talking, you could save yourself. I mean, depending on how much you hunt, you could save yourself a thousand dollars this year yeah, by doing that, by spending 500 it sounds weird, but at the same time. Eh. Well, that's the other thing, too. It's like, I would say, if you can find, you have to you have to maximize your balance of quality hunting and time. Yeah. Because, like, obviously not everybody's in a good flyaway, but it's about trying to maximize both opportunity and, you know, it. <clears throat> and it really depends on the life circumstance you're on. Maybe you have a kid and where... Maybe just getting them out a few times a year or so at least does make sense for you. That's a little closer and may not be as good, but... Well, and my my first main point, which I guess would be number two for us, is this isn't... It'll save money in a sense, and it kind of ties into finding closer places a little bit, but look at this season as more of an experience season, like just being able to get out. You don't drive an hour and a half, but you get to go 
and you maybe kill two ver- two birds versus a limit, or you maybe don't kill anything. Make it about just being able to go out this year. If you're not a person that's okay with that, I get it. I mean, last year I kind of grew to like it quite a bit. I mean, I wish our season had been different last year, but ultimately because of the water levels that we had last year, we just didn't have that many birds. And I think for us, it just became about going out. I mean, there were several days last year that we just went so we could go. Yeah. And I think unless you're willing or you have the money to spend the gas to drive an hour and a half, there's going to be times like that this year. There always is. But I'm really looking forward to the first comment about, oh, uh, an hour and a half. That's like my closest spot. I drive like five hours. Well, there's people like that. Don't get me wrong. I have spots across the state that, I mean, I told you, I'm going to, especially later in the season when I know there's birds there, I'm probably going to go a couple times. But then that goes into another point that we have, which is camping. Yeah. Well, some, some guys can afford it. Hey, that's awesome. Like, that's on. You know, talking about are there times that I'm back up. If I didn't have the kid this year, would I be taking more of those trips or have going to be having our child this year? It may be a little bit different. I could swing that not only time wise, but financially. It's just all about life circumstance. Yeah. And going back to the experience thing, like talking about maximizing your opportunity. Maybe you're a single guy and maybe you can drive five hours. That's awesome. Yeah maximize your opportunity there but if you got a kid and you only have so much time and so much money you're trying to maximize Mm -hmm. the experience yeah uh, absolutely i mean everybody has totally different situations i mean so i just i think it's just based on the life thing and you know if you want to comment the five hours thing go for it yeah pick me up on the way through (laughs) hit your boy up how that is your boy but, uh, all right, let's jump into number three, camping. So, kind of brought it up, camping. So, what's a way you can maximize an experience thing? It's okay, let's talk about this. We've got time, we got money. So, maybe you're young, you got the time, but you don't got the money, right? Mm-hmm. There's a fair amount of guys that listen to this podcast are young, say 16 to 25, that can get away for the whole weekend because they don't have a lot of, uh, responsibility, but they don't have a lot of money for gas, right? <clears throat> What's the best way for those guys to be able to get out and not spend a load of cash? Grab a tent. You can buy them cheapo from Walmart mm-hmm. or Cabela's I mean, or Bass If you Pro. really, really want a cheap one, you buy one off Facebook Marketplace. I mean, you can find one for cheap that'll work. It'll do everything you want. It. I mean, hey, there's... So, like, for one of... Like our spot, you know, there's a lot of areas down the basin. We're about an hour and a half, two hours from there. Drive down, pre-plan. This is what I would say, pre-plan. Set a schedule up of like, okay, I'm going to get off of work at, say, 4 or 5 o'clock on Friday. I'm going to zoom down there. I'm going to start scouting. I'm going to hit the spots where I think I'm going to hunt at. And then I'm going to head to the campsite, campsite, have a little food set up, maybe in a cheapo cooler, Sit down, camp, sleep three or four hours, get up, go set up your spot, hunt. Mm-hmm. Now, if you got a lot of time, saluting you, 
head back to your campsite, get a nap. Maybe you didn't shoot that limit, go back, hunt, mm-hmm. come back to the campsite, hunt Sunday morning, and then come home, unpack, and do your deal. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You didn't spend as much gas because you're already there. Instead of spending, say, a tank of gas or a tank and a half of gas, you're only spending half a tank of gas. Yeah. So, camping. I'm not the camping whiz because I don't really camp that much, especially in duck hunting stuff. You're the camping I whiz. See, I see. I love to camp. I really do. And part of that's just because... Especially on some of those longer drives, though I'm generally not the person that does it. A lot of a lot of times, it's everybody bails on me, and then I'm like, "Ah, screw it! I'll skip the Sunday, yeah, of the weekend," and then it ends up being a banger. But um, it gets me out there. I just like to be out there, away from town. I am not. I mean, uh, I know Lincoln's not that big, but really not. I'm not a city guy. I could live out. One of these days, I'd love to live in one of the little towns around Lincoln. But, of course, at the pace it's growing, by the time I'd be able to financially do that, it'll... But I don't know, man. We'll see. That see, I'm like... Dude, I'm like 50-50 burb and redneck. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a burb guy in the week, redneck on the weekends. Like, no, I get it. There's aspects of it that I really enjoy. Dude, I would love to be in, like, a small town like Hickman in a burb. Mm-hmm. But more north of Lincoln or the north part, so it's kind of ish. Just like the yeah. north part, of it. I don't know. It works, but no. It, if I just, could change anything, I'd have like a. They've got those like suburban developments where people own like two acres. Oh yeah, like two acres, and mm-hmm. I'd have like a a shop, a house, and like my two three acres. I mean, it's literally called an acreage. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, you're absolutely right. I like those. I that that is my problem is if I owned more than a single singular acre, my mind would be trying any way possible to hunt on it if I'm out of city limits. And a lot of times those areas are like that's a no go. Yeah. But that's besides the point. I know a few guys that do it, but it's kinda like oh, yeah. a guy kinda just having a tree sand along mm-hmm. some like woods and stuff. I don't know if yeah. it's very successful, but no, I get it. Um, I think I'm trying to think with anything more with camping. Well, oh, the, I have another one. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, it plays into camping. Um, you can, I do this regularly. It's not necessarily always the healthiest thing in the world, but when it comes to camping. You can grab yourself eggs uh, eggs, hash browns, bacon, sausage, turkey bacon, doesn't matter, whatever you want. Um, you can get all three of those for about 10 bucks, and that'll feed like four people for two mornings. <laughs> like, especially if you do just a mixture of it and then do to- uh, burritos or something like that. And then, you know, a package of hot dogs or something. And then if you're having successful hunts, eat your food. Yeah. Eat, eat your kills. Um, make sure you stay within your laws, obviously, because, you know, some states are kind of weird about them. But, yeah. And so, uh, just, you can you can do food for cheap. I mean, unless you're just somebody that needs all that extra food stuff. But, and on top of that, I mean, I try not to give out too many secrets about the basin, but most of the areas you can camp in the basin... Those little towns, ten bucks a night 
for power and water with a camper if you have a camper. Uh, now, talk about not really saving money if you take a camper. My recommendation would just be a big tent or I'm a big hammock guy. Yeah. I kind of like to sleep in a hammock. Um, but those little towns, cheap camping. Actually, I've been, there's one town that we go to pretty regularly and I won't even lie. Uh, you, you're supposed to talk to the sheriff when you get into town. And I had on more than one occasion, he has said, I'll just let me know when you leave. Don't even bother paying me. They don't care. So, yeah, I mean, and even, even then, you can get. When we go out west, we get hotels sometimes, and you can get a, you know, a two bed for like, fifty bucks a night, depending on the time of year. If you're yeah. not going over holidays. Wait, I mean, I did the Airbnb last year, and it wasn't. Yeah. I don't know that it was even <clears throat> was even a hundred bucks a night. Yeah, I don't know what it was. He three, didn't let me pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> Three bedroom, kitchen, showers, like kind of. We could have slept. Home. We could have slept twelve guys in there if we wanted. Yeah, because there was two or three nice couches in there. Three bedroom. I mean, honestly, you could have gotten a lot of guys in there, but yeah. I mean, perfect. We showed up with food, had a great weekend. Didn't kill very time. many ducks, but we had fun. Yeah, it's all about the experience. Exactly. All right. Uh, before we finish off camping. Another thought. You brought it up. Camper. We've got a buddy that's a camper. We tried to like make use of it a couple times last year, but like you said, say ten bucks a night. Easily strap like three or four guys, maybe five or six if we really tried. But if you guys planned a weekend and you want to get say say like normally you hunt like hour and a half. Maybe you want to make that five hour trek, get a few guys together, make it worth your while, make it a little bit cheaper, try to get some guys together. Well the great thing about uh, a camper is you can get five guys. Air conditioning. Yeah. Air conditioning is nice, especially during early season. Once you get to big duck, generally it's fine yeah. around here. You get to that 70 degree. Um, but teal season is, I, I'm sure we'll take our camper during teal season. <laughs> yeah. It is brutal during teal. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you, you get four or five guys that want to go and you want to, pay to take the camper and just take one vehicle it's nice because you could get four or five guys into a truck and still get all your stuff and some the amount of stuff that you can put in a camper is i mean you you can live out of a camper so that that should be enough said i don't know yeah <laughs> i don't know what else <laughs> um what are you up to number four yeah number four I would say this is a big one, especially for now that I'm transitioning into this part of life, um, especially with now having a child, having a wife. A uh, big one is pre-planning. Mm-hmm. What I mean by this is there's a few few different directions I want to go at this with. Okay, so you have your group of guys you normally hunt with. If you don't have one, this year I would recommend thinking about it. not saying you should, but having a group of guys... Normally, we pull resources by decoys. Like, we have a lot of Canada decoys. We have a gigantic load of snow goose decoys. <laughs> but but if you asked everybody in the group for duck decoys, we'd probably come up with, like, 20 dozen ducks. Yeah, probably. So, it's nice to pull resources. 
So everyone has so much time and so much money, right? Some mm-hmm. guys have more money. Some, some guys have more time. Um, the big thing for us with, we talked about this time and time again of Canada season, like one of us or one or two of us is scouting every night. Mm-hmm. We've talked about trying to do it with duck. This is a year where it's like, okay, everyone choose your weekend, say like Friday, Friday after work, <clears throat> maybe you guys get some guys to go camping. Those guys can set up the tent. Those guys can get the food ready, you know, have food or buy food put it in the cooler whatever one guy's zoom go yeah. down and scout that way you guys can still cover scouting birds but not two or three guys have to run out there and try to scout because it mm-hmm. just gets expensive for everybody so pre-planning not only one for trips two for scouting and then three it's just nice to have communication with your buddies when it comes to like having a wife yeah Especially with a kid now, like for Shay and I, now we have to figure out how to deal with having a child and like one of us watching it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like realistically, my opportunities to try to go camping all weekend is going to get slim at least. This year is not as bad for early duck season, but it will become a problem. So yeah, I can look at that as a negative, which kind of is, <laughs> but at the same time, how do I man? I would not. Man- I don't mean manipulate that. How can I have a positive course correction to be able to make it work for both of us? Because yeah, she's still gonna want me to hunt. She still wants me to enjoy my life. She still wants me to have fun with the boys. But I need to do. Well, it. She, I need to do it in a responsible way. Shay's really smart. She knows that when you're not able to go out, you become. That sounds weird, but a lesser version of yourself. So, she's a smart wife, I would say. But don't take adva- don't me. take advantage of it. That's for sure. Well, Especially with the kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another thing about pre-planning when it comes to saving money as well, and I'm doing this purely because I got a couple people that listen to this podcast that'll understand. Don't plan weddings during the fall. Um, I already like I'm losing a lot of gas money. Having to get suited up for these weddings, and uh, it's just, and a couple weekends, oh my goodness. Anybody that's thinking about having a wedding in a fall, I want to say two things to you. Stop it. Duck hunting, <laughs> Husker football. Those are, like, you know, main, you, mainstays of a real man. Don't take that away from your friends. You know what's bad is I don't care about the football anymore. I love watching football. I do. Dude. I love Husker football. We just lost another running back to the transfer portal. We did? Yeah. Which one? Ah, uh, I just saw it come up today. Dude, don't make me. I'm going to look this up. Yeah, we lost another tra- or another. We've had so much issues with trying to find consistent anything. Consistent quarterback, consistent wide receivers. Now consistent, like, well, before it used to be the O-line. The O-line used to be garbage. Still not great. Got better. And now trying to find, like, um a back that's worthwhile. I'll be curious to see who becomes our center this year. <sighs> that was a big loss. But anyways, I I love football, but for me it's the hunting. Because when I was younger, football and sports were more important because that's what really made me tick. But when I got out of high school, I, I, I hunted in high school, but once I got out, I just full-fledged went into hunting because I didn't play sports anymore. 
So hunting's really it for me. So those people that are listening to the podcast, I know you are. I love you all, but I'm spending a lot of money making sure I can go to your weddings. <laughs> I I think we need to highlight a few things. If you got a buddy that's managing to do that for you, you should like you should give him some love because like <laughs> they're giving up a lot to be able to do that. Number two, like why? Why would you do that to your friend? Oh. It, I'm happy for all those guys. I know they. I give them a lot of crap. I really am happy for them. And I'm still going to hunt. Um, I think there's some unrealistic hopes for a couple of those, or at least one of those wedding weekends uh, when it comes to hunting. But, hey, we'll see how it goes. Gosh, dang it. I can't find it. Yeah, it's all good. I think his last name was Scott, maybe. Oh. I can't remember, but... He said it wasn't like a, a a big back for what we use, but at the same time, like he yeah. was somebody that had decent amount of reps last year that's now leaving again. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just trying to find somebody like we haven't had anybody consistent for the Husker since Abdullah. Mm-mm. I would think my last one I would say is a Ozigbo in eighteen. He did a good job. Now, did he was he, he had a, one good year? I wouldn't have said he, he was, was like he wasn't like a, a highlight reel back, yeah. but he was consistent. Yeah, you I'm, give him the ball, he's going to get five yards. You know, one that was uh, as we're going off on a football tangent here. You know, uh, one that I wish I can't, I can't remember his first name. I wish he hadn't had so many legal issues, but Washington, yeah, from three, I think nineteen, yeah, because um, he had such plus side. His freshman year, and then he got into legal issues. I mean, he was going to be good. The only thing he struggled with as a freshman, which is pretty normal, he couldn't hold on to the ball very well, but yep. he had some serious speed and some shiftiness. But I don't even remember. I remember what happened. It was a He got some nudie sent to him. I, was, I believe it, from it a young involved girl. an underage girl. But I, I never did hear like what ended up happening to him or what the they, decision came out. Well, the hard thing, I don't, yeah, I don't know exactly that. I mean, I know he was pretty much removed from the team immediately. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was suspended, and then event, eventually a few weeks later, they just literally just were like, yeah, no. Um, so I don't, I don't remember what exactly happened with him, but. Hmm. <sighs> Either way. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see what happens with the old team this year, but, uh, geez, we're. We're talking camping. about weddings, camping, weddings. I mean, um, oh, no, we were talking about planning. Yep. Uh, pre-planning. Pre-planning. So, like, big thing is pre-planning for this season. That's the other thing, too, is, like, if you can get everybody on the same page about planning and saying, hey, <clears throat> gas pricings, this has already happened in our conversations with mm-hmm. our buddies. Yeah. And this kind of ties back into, like, making the most of your buck. So, there's a opportunity that came up last year it, that's opportunity for this year said hey guys gas pricing's crazy like maybe we like we basically have to send in a bid of what we're willing to pay for this lease against another couple groups and it's like okay maybe we shoot a little higher and yeah. have to spend more money up front but that way we know we have it and that way we can drive less. 
Mm-hmm. It's closer. We can hunt more. It's less gas to drive out there. Let's make it happen. Yeah. So, plus the other thing, too, is like planning. Maybe you drive for work, right? So I go up in that area. I can buzz by it. It's not really out of my way. Boom. I can be the scouter for the for the week. Like it just works out. So doing some a little bit of pre planning goes a long way. Well, and you you can kinda add on to that a little bit if you're somebody who kinda travels for work a little yeah. bit. Um maybe you're going to an area and you've heard great reports, you've got to travel there for work or something like that. Um Save your vacation days. Take a day off if you're in the area. Uh, take your stuff. Maybe try and plan it where you can do one of those. You're going out there on like a Thursday. Uh, you just have to be there for a couple hours. This is totally hypothetical, but you're there for a couple hours. Then you take Friday. You got a long weekend. Um, and you you have the opportunity. You're in the area. You've spent the gas for work to get there. Um, and then you're there. I don't know. I mean, it's just... That is a totally hypothetical and it's totally dependent on the company you work for. Yeah. But I know plenty of companies that let you do that. Yeah. So, um, just about making the most of your opportunity. Mm-hmm, yeah. If you see an opportunity, just even slightly, man, sometimes those random thrown together hunts too just tend to be way better than you ever expect. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, you got the next one. Uh, fifth one that is coming to my mind in particular right now. Um, it's not really pre-planning. It's just cutting costs at any point. Um, doing things like carpooling as much as you possibly can. Um, if I mentioned this one to Hunter earlier, because we've both talked about looking to get one and. I have access to one if I was to sweet talk my mom. But um, if you can do it, if you have a situation where it works and the weather is really, really good and it's only like one or two guys going, hunt out of a car. Take a car. I mean, as duck hunters in particular, it works It works really, really well for like deer hunters, especially if you're willing to, you know, quarter and whatnot in the field. But um, if you're duck hunting, take a few less decoys so you can get into the car and then also carry everything maybe on your backs versus a sled. Um, get better gas mileage with car. Um, <clears throat> so I said carpool, look at a car. I, this sounds really, really stupid, but try and buy gas from the cheese, cheapest gas station. Costco, baby. Costco. I mean, it's literally 25 cents less than the rest of town, which on a positive note, now it's not going to be anywhere that it's been in the last couple of years. Gas is starting to go down a little bit. Don't get me started. I know. Don't start. I again. I know. I'm t- I'm currently at this day, gas is going down. Will it stay that way? Almost no chance. But <laughs> mm, I would say it's going to continue to trend down. I'm thinking Labor Day will pop back up, just because a lot of people. Travel for Labor Day. And then naturally people use less gas into the wintertime. I think... Plus we're heading towards midterms and yeah, there are some people that really yeah. want to get the price down. Fingers crossed. I think we'll be... 
So in Lincoln, as of today, it was four thirty nine. Is the normal price around town? If you go to like Costco, I bet you pay four twenty, four fifteen. Yeah. Um, because it's about twenty five cents less than the rest of town. Um, and then when I was in York, when I picked up Dakota, it was three ninety seven. Yeah, they. I saw that in Seward too. And I so I think a very good chance that we will be around man i bet by september 1st if it continues to trend down i think we'll be around four dollars in the bigger cities in nebraska this is nebraska i'm talking about i don't know what everybody else is dealing with for prices um so obviously just look at the trends around your area and speculate what you think that's my guess in nebraska because we're going down I there's a gas station right by my house, so I watch every day. We've been going down five to ten cents every like ten days yep. for the last three weeks or so. Um, so, but which and that's in Lincoln. You could also just a a trick to cut costs a little bit if you know you're driving to an area that has cheaper gas, and you've got half a tank, which you know. Even for what we drive, generally, that'll get us there. Get there by the cheaper gas. Sorry, Lincoln. Sorry about your taxes. Ooh. <laughs> so uh, they can build more shitty roads. Yeah. Um, and then never repair them. <laughs> or even better, dude. Oh, my God. It drives me nuts. I see that stupid little trolley fly around, and it shoots crap in the potholes. <laughs> yeah. And you, you just know, like, all this is oh, going to do is stick to my vehicle. It's almost as bad as going over the pothole. Make it, like, it, it gets stick to your vehicle, shoots everywhere, and by the next day, it's all out of the pothole anyway. Yeah. It's like... <sighs> It's just sand and extra material on the road that the sweeper ends up picking up. So I don't know who came up with that idea. He's a genius because he's like oh he's he's raking it in. But also like our mayor Laura dipshit should not ever make decisions. It's probably actually it's probably the street crew, and I'm sorry if you're on the street crew, but I don't know whoever thought that up. Horrible idea. Hunter's going to hate this one, but when it comes to cutting costs, make coffee at home, buy snacks in bulk, cut your gas station costs. <laughs> Might be cuffing my fist right now. If you're the homie who doesn't ever get asked to pay gas, buy snacks for people. Um, Shots fired, man. You're just like hitting everybody right now. I'm talking about, dude, you, when I say that stuff, I'm talking about you. You never let me pay for gas, so I always have to buy snacks, <laughs> which I don't have a problem with. But <laughs> He's hitting all the homies that do buy snacks like me. Dude, I'm just, I, dude, there's nothing better. And if someone says something, I will fight you. No, I probably won't. I wouldn't actually do that. But on a serious note, dude, there's nothing better than getting done with a hunt, like a teal hunt. Being kind of warm, just kind of hot because it's just warm outside. Driving, getting the air conditioner, going to Starbucks, getting a pumpkin spice cold spice brew. Spice water. No, not a latte. <laughs> cold brew. <laughs> and enjoying your drive home. Oh, d- dude, mm. you don't understand. Uh, the amount of 
Casey's Pizza I've eaten in my life post duck hunt is insane. I've spent way more money than I ever should on not, uh, the, I mean, terrible pizza for you. That and chalky milk. Oh my goodness. Chalky milk. Chalky milk. <laughs> no, nothing hits better, but also makes you really wonder if you'll make it home because you didn't, <laughs> you know, you've got a literal brick sitting in your stomach <laughs> on the drive home. There's <laughs> nothing worse than driving home with one of those and just and like. You're like <laughs> <laughs> it's like 10 minutes out from Lincoln. You're like, oh no, please. <laughs> so the, the other hard part is too, you got that like truck stop mm-hmm. or no, the, the rest stop on the right side at like Crete. And you're like, dude, uh, <laughs> I got a <laughs> grease ball going. I don't know if I can make it. I don't know if I can make it. <laughs> uh, why are you sprinting inside? <laughs> Get out of my way. <laughs> Frag out. <laughs> Uh, but, <laughs> but on a serious note, yeah, you're right. I agree. I, I've gotten better about making coffee at home other than cold brews. I love cold brews. Amen, brother. But, uh, no, I, I think cutting costs that way. Um, cutting costs by maybe buying less decoys. I mean, I I love motion decoys. I would get some water motion decoys, but if you have the choice between making a trip and going hunting in the weekend yeah. and buying a dozen decoys, go buy some crappy ones off the marketplace. If you're out there, you're you're gonna shoot ducks, but if you're not out there, you're never gonna shoot a duck. Yeah, I have literally. I mean, dude, in the south, in the south, at the end of the migration. People kill ducks over spray painted black uh, uh, gallon jugs. I mean, they do like yeah. That's that's a serious thing, and they live set set spreads. I mean, in Nebraska in particular, the main months that people hunt, all of our ducks are ugly. You don't have to have pretty looking decoys. No. You don't. I mean, if you feel like you need to run eight dozen duck decoys or twelve dozen duck decoys on the regular. Uh, yeah, just get some filler kind of odd-looking decoys. Yeah. Or, I mean, especially if you're hunting marshes and you've got a bunch of just, like, random decoys, um, like, dips, variety of species, don't be afraid to just make a big-ass multi-species uh, raft, basically, because uh, you'll kill ducks. Yeah. You don't need pretty decoys. I want to kind of tie two things in. I want to tie something about pre-planning and then like what we're talking about now, cutting costs. Here's the thing. <clears throat> if you're playing ahead and say, hey, we're ended like mid end of July, then we have August and we have September, right? So now you have a month and a half, two months. You've got probably three, four paychecks coming before you've got to hit September, right? Shell some money away right now, every paycheck to pay for gas, because you know that that bill is coming. But if you can plan ahead, then you're not hurting and like stressing, and you feel the pressure of your finances one year during season. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're gonna help yourself that. Two, I'm gonna tell you, most population isn't gonna plan ahead, Mm-mm. so they're gonna be stressed, frustrated. They're probably not gonna make as much scouting trips. They're going to hit the most popular marshes because that's the only marshes that they know of, mm-hmm. right? That's what they're going to be doing. So what are you going to do different? 
you're going to get out there, have extra cash to maybe make an extra scouting trip or two. You're going to find where the birds are at. And because there's less people out there, it means less competition. You're going to bang away at them. Mm -hmm. And if you can plan with your buddies, you can even be more successful with a group of guys. So what you do today makes a huge difference and impact of what your success could be tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So cut your costs now, pre-plan, stash some cash, collect or Pasco collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> By that I mean two hundred ducks. Absolutely. What's up? Absolutely. And and if you've got opportunity to pick up some form of side work that'll make you some, you know, a couple extra hundred bucks, do that. I do that almost every August, every single year. Usually, especially when I want to buy more, you know, something I want to buy before season. This year it will probably be shelled away more for gas money. Um do a side job, something. Uh, I'm, you know, I work in painting. Usually this time of, time of year, if I'm looking for some extra cash, I'll be like, because we're busy and we have a lot of work, I usually go, hey, Dad, you know, can I have this job? This is my, you know, hunting cash, if you will. And I put that away and I use it for hunting season. Um, and if you're saying you can't, Save a few extra bucks. Don't eat out. Don't buy that coffee every single day. As great as it is, you know. Don't go to I'm, Dairy Queen. I'm sure there's a farmer somewhere that would love, would love for you to work for him a little bit. Oh, absolutely. And that gives you, that could also give you access to opportunities. Yeah. Just heads up. Yeah. So, last one. Four shots fired since before I go to the next next one. Maybe maybe you don't need that extra case of bush line. I mean, I yeah. Can hear, I can Cut hear back it. on the beer, yeah. I can hear <laughs> I can hear the screams. <laughs> I can hear a dude from a couple years ago who had a handle of jack in his truck with him. No question about it. And he is like, I was, you know, I drink way too much before duck hunting. He's, he's cussing me out right now. <laughs> you can hear the screams. Uh, it, Unless it's bush light apple because they're not. They're not coming back with it. Sorry, buddy. I know. I hope it's a lie. I think it'll be a lie. It's not a lie. I think it'll be a lie. <laughs> they said it was only going to be one year, and it's been, what, four years now? Right. <laughs> I, I, it's just a market play, in my opinion, <laughs> but we'll see. So another tip. This one's going to be a quick tip. Quick tip. Um, Or just a tip. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Sheesh. Sheesh. but uh okay so last one maybe you uh maybe you decide to pull up to you know a farmer or somebody else that you know in the area talk to a local maybe you go in that gas station get to know somebody instead of walking in there grabbing your chalky milk and walking mm-hmm. out <clears throat> maybe you get to know to somebody and actually uh communicate with another human being Talking to you, Gen Zers, <laughs> and uh, say, "Hey, maybe if you like are around and you see some ducks, you know, maybe just let me know. Maybe get your number, you know. Maybe here's a here's a case of beer. If you see some ducks, let me know. Guess what? I can give you a text. Let's go. What's up? It is unbelievable how far a case of beer will go with small town people or farmers. It's really kind of." Almost sad, but also very encouraging. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just, 
But case of beer is like a treasure chest to them because mm-hmm. it's the golden, the golden. <laughs> I can't think of a name, sir. I was gonna say syrup, but it's not too. We're sitting here nectar drinking bush lattes. Of the gods, the golden nectar of gods for the farmers. That's the one we're drinking tonight for the farmers cans. Well. You got any more tips? Yeah, I got one, actually. Oh, you're, out. you're not going to like this one, but... Seriously? You'll like okay. it, but you After won't. the coffee hit, eat and... Look, hey, chill, 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 chill. <laughs> no, so... Especially if you're somebody who's... Their decision to save gas is to... Just not go deer hunting? Amen. I'm good. No. Nah, well, <laughs> you're going to really hate what I'm going to say, then. Uh, if your decision is to stay closer... Broaden your hunting experiences. By everything else other than... (laughs) (laughs) If you are somebody who is simply one species of hunter or has never taken the time to get into other things because they either didn't want to um, or they were too committed to something else. If If you're wanting to stay in a small area, like, I mean... Nebraska in particular, I mean, there's plenty of other states are this, that are this way. Nebraska is a... Uh, Ecologically diverse state. Very much so. There is so much to do. I mean, you've got upland turkey, big game of several different types of species, uh, waterfowl, ducks, goose, uh, small game... Squirrels, predator hunting. I mean, there are there's so many options, and if you want to stay close in an area, but you are not having success, let's say you're a waterfowl hunter, and you're not having success, but you've got a rifle or a bow or a muzzleloader that's just been sitting there for years, and you've been like, man, I really want to try deer hunting again. Find yourself a spot. Go knock on a farmer's door that's close to where you're at. There's public land throughout the state that you could hunt. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's tough, but spend more time at a different craft if you're not willing to travel and spend the gas for the one that you enjoy as it is. I'm not saying give up on those uh, forms of hunting, but like this might be a year if you want to stay close and save some money to try some new stuff. Um, Now, I will say, (laughs) if you're a deer hunter and you've always thought, hey, I kind of do waterfowl, Either find a group that's got everything and knows what the heck they're doing <laughs> or don't do it because you're going to spend $1,000 just to get started, basically. I love waterfowl hunting, but uh, if you just want to throw yourself into it, that's a pretty paycheck. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to scare you, listener. <laughs> but... Just some decoys and all the crap oh, I've got. Oh, goodness gracious. I, it, it does not overshoot anyway saying I have like $10,000 at least invested. I got a $2,000 gun. I have like five, at least five or six grand in snow goose decoys, so you're pretty much <laughs> grand right there. Yeah. So I just I don't want to scare anybody. Duck hunting is definitely your best bet to get in if you're wanting to do waterfowl. Buy a dozen of decoys. You can make it work for teal season, big duck season. You know, have an old grandpa shotgun. You don't need a new shotgun. Mm-hmm. Um, $870, $300 right off the <coughs> shelf. Uh, Canada season, 
I hate to say it. Find a group. You can find a group, maybe buy five dozen dive bombs again for like four or five hundred bucks. You can you can make it work if you're on the X. No goose season. <laughs> Just gonna be honest. Either jump or go find a guide. I hate to say it, but yeah, like you just cannot amass the amount of decoys you need to be successful without spending a large sum. Yeah, and like literally, I mean, I am a very good case of that situation right there because I've always wanted to do Canada's and uh, snows, but I've never, like, I'm just now reaching a point in my life where I would, you know, have the means to put towards that many decoys. Um, but you know, years past, I really haven't. So like, I mean, I've, I've obviously talked about how much I value our friendship, but being able to hunt Canada's with you guys. And then the snow experience that we had this year, I would have never been able to do it without, yeah, without you guys, without going to a guide. So, I mean, I know it's really difficult to walk up to people and be like, Hey, um, I want to get involved. I don't know what I'm doing. It, there are a lot of groups that are like, ah, oh, new people don't really want to deal with that. If you're going to do that, the best thing I can say is buy a tank of gas or two, especially with the way this year is. And I know, yes, we're talking about saving money, but in a way this will save you money because you wouldn't have to buy you know, hundreds and hundreds of decoys to get going. Buy a tank of gas and some food and ask them to take you out especially if you've got the right personality and you're respectful and you don't make their life a living hell, I got to imagine they would invite you back. I can promise you if I took somebody duck hunting or goose hunting or deer hunting for the very first time and they bought me an entire tank of gas or bought gas for the trip, <laughs> whether they paid again or not, I would take them. Yeah. Because they, like... They actively are trying to earn a spot. Yeah. That sounds bad. I mean, I like taking as many people as I possibly can, but at the same time with waterfowl in particular, you have, you've got a number in your head that's like, I don't want more than that. Yeah. Well, I think, I know, that I'm sure there's some young guys who are like, I don't got any money. I don't even have any extra cash, especially with everything going up right now. You got to think of, that's the other thing too, is like, okay, maybe it's, Maybe it's a tank of gas this time, but what's, what kind of value can you bring? I mean, I hate to say this, but humans are pretty selfish. I'm selfish. So, like, especially with a group that's established and trying to let in a new guy, mm -hmm. a lot of times it's like, well, what is he going to bring to the table? Like, okay, it's just kind of a selfish point of view, but I'm just going to be honest. What kind of value does he bring? Okay, is he experienced like good hunter? Okay, most cases, no. Is he have permission to land or family land? That's a big win, right, if you got that. But mm -hmm. a lot of people don't. All right. What else kind of experience? You can scout, right? You buy gas, value, or, you know, build a friendship, build some trust. There's a lot of guys that's what they're really looking for is, like, guys that are trustworthy, responsible, and... There's, I mean, there's a fair amount of backstabbing that goes on, not just with friendships, but especially like hunting buddies. That yeah. happens a lot. So it's like, a, it's a sad reality. So like, trying to, the biggest thing you find with like hunters in general is the hurdle that you have to cross. That's a trust line, because mm -hmm. like, <clears throat> for you, 
like for you to group, like join in the group, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have my trust and they trust me, you already are in the gray area. You're not like in the shiny area where it's like, oh, we trust him. Well, at least you're in the gray area. You're you're a buddy of mine, so you're buddy me, mm-hmm. right? That's yeah. kind of the area it goes in. So the next step is, you know, you go with us a few times. They see the value. You see the hard work. For like you for Snow Goose, this is a clear example. You got out there. It's like two or three days you helped us like straight. Yeah. You helped us work, get the decoys in, get everything set. That was a value, right? You didn't necessarily pay for gas or all the other crap or even decoys, but you're like, dude, I'm willing here to bust ass for 10 hours, help you guys build this set. Mm-hmm. And that's where you got the trust and the value from. Yeah. So like if you're looking to try to get in, yeah, there that, you go. If, if you feel like you don't have the money to put forward, forward to it, um, I can remember the first time I went hunt, uh, Canada hunting with you guys. I walked right up to Jared and I said, I've never done this before. This is not a big area that I've hunted. So I don't bring a whole lot of value to it. Show me what to do. Make me do something. If I'm doing it wrong, tell me. I want to, you know, I want to do it right for the better of the group. And he put me to work. And, you know, that first hunt we put up like, I don't know, a lot. 25 dozen. Yeah. And, I mean, it took us an hour and a half. But, I mean, we got it done. And I'm like, all about doing the hard work. I mean, one thing that I always, I kind of say it jokingly, but at the same time, I'm kind of testing the value of a person that I'm taking with me. When when I take somebody on a duck hunt in particular, uh, and we get to the marsh, I always look at them and I go, all right, it's not, not exactly this way. It kind of depends on the, the person. But I basically say something along the lines of, all right, I brought you out here. I know you don't have a whole lot to bring to the table here, and that's fine. You're learning. Pull the sled. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Pull the sled. <laughs> and I can tell you if that person complains or is like, oh, I had to do that. It, it's one thing to be funny, like, oh, my goodness, dragging it through the mud and whatnot. It, that's funny. But to be like, I can't believe you're making me do this. This is bull crap. I'll, why would I ever want to do this again? Yeah. I'm not going to want to take you. Yeah. You don't bring a whole lot of a whole lot of value for what you you are able to bring value into. Yeah. Put in the hard work when you don't have much else to give. So do you you remember the first time we hunted? Mm-hmm. And then you the, brought the next day, Greg, and then his yeah. buddy. Okay, so like Greg, like this is a clear example. Greg's a good buddy of mine. I work with him awesome guy he'd want to start getting hunting <clears throat> guy doesn't have his own gun mm-hmm. he doesn't have his own shells he doesn't know a lick of about hunting he has no idea what he's doing he didn't even have waiters he bear on my waiters but was i willing to take him yes because obviously i believe in the next generation yeah. the second part is like dude i will do everything just pull the freaking sled mm-hmm. I, yeah exactly i hate the sled dude i love the sled and i hate the sled Oh, yeah. No, that's literally... <laughs> I, I did that with uh, Joe this year. Yeah. This last season. Um, I took him out during teal season. And I felt bad because we hunted a marsh I'd never hunted before. I knew the layout of it, but uh, it just happened to be one of those super tall reeds with mm. about uh, four to six inches of Love. silt. Um, <laughs> and I made it... And he was, he was up for it, and there's a reason he still hunts with me because yep. he put in the work. And um, he 
he pulled it out and it was it was a hell of a, a morning for him but he put in i literally was like just pull the sled i'll do everything else i set up all the decoys i determined where we were going to put where we were going to sit for the blind yep. i i called i you know i get the experience whether it's on camera or taking pictures for people yada yada i mean I, when you're taking someone new it's the closest you can be to being a guide without being a guide. So like the last, I mean, from a guide's perspective, the last thing you're going to want to do is take somebody who didn't tip you again. Yeah. Or who maybe was hard to get money from or complained the whole time and told you you were doing it all wrong. Yeah. So like if you're new, sit back, take in as much as you possibly can and have a good attitude when people ask you. And even if they don't ask, like, usually, I think I did it the first time I hunted with you. I never hunted with you. And when I hunt with somebody new, especially if they're showing me something, I immediately, I grab for that sled. Yeah. Because it's just like, I'm trying to put the value that I bring besides, you know, what I already know to that group. Because a lot of people don't like to pull the sled. That's not my favorite thing. I mean, if I could never pull a sled again because somebody else did it for me, I'd, I'd fund that. Yeah. I'm not saying I, I have no problem doing it. It's just like, it's not my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but at the same time, like, that's the other thing, too, is being a young guy. So say if you're, like, 14, 16, 18, whatever, think about this. There's a lot of older guys that have a, like, sick amount of ser- uh, experience, maybe even have, like, an opportunity to get in some private land. All you got to do, man, like you got two hands and a strong back, use it. I know that's looked, I guess that's frowned upon our, like our sit, our country anymore, I guess. But like, that's, that's all you need. That's all the guy wants. Hell, even not just the new guys, experienced guys. If you've got one, like if you're in our age range, you know, mid twenties. Yeah. Um, and you know, somebody who's, a older hunter who has, you know, maybe a lot of access to stuff or, you know, knows a lot of good spots, but, you know, he doesn't go as often because he's tired, you know, he's aging, which, I'm, you know, I'm trying not to say they're old, but um, I have one guy that we work for occasionally, and every time, I, he's a big duck hunter. Yeah. I mean, leases on the west side of the state, river property, uh, hot springs he's got it all like yeah. and I, we talk duck hunting every single time we see each other and like if he was ever to ask me he wouldn't do a single thing except for tell me where to put stuff yeah. because coming across i mean i don't want to make it sound like a gold mine kind of situation but getting yourself into a group like that because they kill birds a lot like don't mess that up if you get an opportunity to be a part of it. Yeah, I agree. Oh, boy. I'm trying to think any more tips that I have on my end. God, I thought I had one more, but I don't, I don't remember what it was. Mm-mm. I mean, I'm sure if we sat here, we could find ways to save money. Oh, oh I remember. I mean, gosh, I mean... This just sounds like I'm just ratting on you all night. Let's hear it. If you can find it, you don't have to buy the expensive shells. <laughs> yeah. 
maybe if it takes one shell instead of three to kill something, then it pays for hey, itself. What's I, up? You, hey, you know what? I dropped that goose right before the one you hit with your boss shells that Nal had to chase all the way across Bruh. the lake. <laughs> it was only five yards closer. <laughs> we both know. We saw that drop, and I hesitated to shoot because it was across to you, and I, I know, finally I know, decided I to. No, I like look, I get it. There's value in those shells, but. Oh. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I I'm I have been struggling with the. I love the shells, and I I will be honest with you and say, I have thought about just buying them for geese. I told you last <laughs> year I saw the massive amount of value for goose for goose oh, hunting. Oh, hundred percent. But for duck hunting, I I agree. When it hit them, it killed them. But I struggled to see the value. Yeah. No. I, I'm I'm I'm. I'm being serious for some people. I'm not trying to throw shade. I know it sounds like no, I'm just I, throwing I, shade. See, I'm the, I've been, trust me, I've, you know, we both know that I have, you know, just like anybody else, have been tighter, and especially with the house and the kid and everything, my finances have been sick, more significantly tighter than it had been in the years past. And so, because I have left, like, fun cash, mm-hmm. you got to think of ways to cut, cut costs, and that's been... One well, of the things that have been on my list to think about. And to tie on to the whole shell thing, which this will help your hunting experience and probably the hunting experience of all the other people uh, in the marshes that you're hunting with. Work on your blind. Work on your spread. Get those birds in tight. Don't shoot 70-yard shots and just waste shells. Because shells are, I mean, I am a big fan of Federal Blue Box. Last year, $13 a box. This year, 20 it was bad enough that it was bad enough that I bought Fiocchi's. I just, dude, I've never liked, they'll be my teal shells, but yeah, no, I've never using teal steel. Oh, I do still have some teal steel. That's right. I can't. Well, I use them for my early season. Jared's he, man, he, I can't, what he loves. Okay, this is this is what I told myself. The last time I used Fiocchi, I was not as good of a shooter. That is for sure. I Dude, was still I, nude duck hunting, but I, I never loved the... Sp- I, th- I would blame the spread. I shot one or two boxes last year, and I did okay. Mm. But... I think the Stogers just love dirty. He shoots a Stoger, and I think show. I think he just loves just like dirty, dirty shells. gross bottom of the barrel shells. Yeah, For real. <laughs> I mean Dane likes Fiocchi's. He, he shoots a Franchi. You can't, hit a, you can't hit a broadside of a bone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but so I can't. You can't hit a broadside of a goose though with his know. truck. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> but yeah, no. Either buy cheaper shells if you're Bruh, wanting you're just to. Like throwing shade at my whole duck hunting experience. No, no. Shed boss shells yeah. in my Starbuckies. My Buckies after my hunt. Like, I do these things too, Hunter. You need to tent camp. Like, no air conditioning. Oh, my like, goodness. Bro, you need to slum in with some Fiocchi shells <laughs> and my canned coffee. Okay. Bruh. Yeah, I buy Starbucks coffee. I'm going into debt, I guess, because I'm taking all those things. <laughs> do, do, do whatever you want. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> Sorry, Shay. <laughs> uh, and I'll be going even more debt because I got to 
pay people to help me move. Oh. You're going to pay people? I don't know. I figured I'd throw somebody, people some some cash. Pizza and beer just sounds like I'm 22. And I'm trying to. I'll be 22 for you. You can just buy me pizza, pizza and, and beer. beer. Big thing with this year or this time around is like you got to get. Moving is one thing. We don't have that much stuff to move. We really yeah. don't because we're not moving in appliances. My problem is like there's going to be so much like setup because there's no blinds. We got to put blinds in there. We got to hang TVs. We got to decorate the whole place. I mean, it was just normal for a house, but like there's a lot of small stuff that we have to do that the builder's not finishing. So we got to like do. Really? Mm. Yeah. Oh, we can, we can have blinds, but we, it's an upcharge. Yeah. And they're going to roll me. Like they tried to sell me drywall for $1,900 when it's $500, $400 at Menards. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. Stupid builders trying to make their money back. Well, everybody's trying to make their money back. Especially on change orders. Yeah. Freaking change orders. You ain't getting no change orders on me. Mm-hmm. I can't Did I tell you what they were going to try to charge us for? So we're, for the listener, we tried to go with the way our ground is. It's going to be long to explain, so I'm going to make it short. We tried to bring up the foundation as high as we could, like wall-wise. So we have exposed concrete on the side, which I knew we were going to just with everything going on. But in order for them to paint just the the concrete, guess how much they were going to charge us? The, sorry, the, like the foundation? Yeah, the exposed foundation because we're painting it white. They're going to charge you extra for that? Yeah. Isn't it in your HOAs? Really? How much? Thousand bucks. Wow, that is a serious upcharge. I can tell you how much as a painter I charge to paint a foundation like that. Let me guess. Four bucks. Two fifty, just for the foundation, because we you just get one heavy spray coat. It takes an hour. Yeah. And a gallon of paint. Yeah. Yeah. I'll spray it for you for two hundred bucks. I think it was a two hundred extra dollar charge for them to paint the front door. Because he has to do two coats, so he's charging us more. How much does that painter charge for? Trust me, dude. Uh, yeah, I've I, been fighting no, this uphill battle. I know. Uh, see, I've never built a house, but I've worked in new construction for 15 years. Like, the company has worked in new construction for almost 20 years, and I've been in and out for 11 or 12. So I've seen a lot of the upcharging aspect of it, but I don't know the actual. Yeah. Did I, did I tell you about the fence? That they were going to charge you like 11 grand? Yeah. Yeah, you told me that. It's ridiculous. You still need to get me the dimensions because I'm pretty sure the guy I know would, I mean, I'll obviously do it, obviously do it for way less than that. Yeah. And I think way less than anything you've. I'll pro- I mean, I'm going to. I just, we'll get there. Yeah, I know. So, all right, buddy, let's go ahead and jump off here. Yeah. It's been like hour and a half, hour 15, whatever. Either way, all right, guys, uh, there's something I want to say before I get off here. Um, talking about planning ahead, this is going to be a year, especially because pricing is so hard, and it is so hard to get in the sport because of pricing. There's, like we've talked about in the past, there's going to be a lot of hunters that go, say, zero, like one to like five or six times a year that just aren't going to go this year. They're saying, yeah, we can't afford it. 
it's too expensive, I don't have the time, or don't have the money for the time, I'm not going to go, all right? There's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of people that just decide, I'm not going to buy the license. I'm just not even going to touch it this year. Licenses will go down this year, which means there's less uh, funding for conservation. Here's the other two-for-one deal. There is going to be less money for funding, and the pricing to do conservation projects is going to be 20%, 30% higher than it was before. Mm -hmm. So there's less funding for the work that now costs more. We need to change that, meaning... Everyone right now needs to start planning a month or two in advance to start deciding on what who's a new hunter that I could take out mm-hmm. or who's somebody that I can encourage to come with me. I mean, yeah. do you care about ducks? Then you should care about conservation. Simple. Yeah, and you never know who's going to catch that itch really, really bad. And, I mean, the more people you have in your group, the more... You can spread the money out. I mean, that sounds dumb, but the more drivers you got, more stuff people could potentially bring to help with camping and stuff like that. You never know who's going to catch that itch really, really bad and want to do it for the rest of their life. And regardless, pricing or not, we need to be doing that. We need to be getting new hunters out there. I mean, I've already got a couple on my list who have approached me about it this year um, that I'm going to try and get out at least a couple times. Um and it doesn't that that doesn't just go to waterfowl. That goes to everything. Just hunting, period. So think about it. <laughs> but uh all right guys, appreciate you guys listening to this. Thank you so much. Uh if you guys have some feedback or some other ways to cut costs, please join the community and get over on Facebook and jump in and make a comment cuz I'd love to hear from you and maybe it's something we didn't think of. So, love to hear from that. I love would love to talk to you. Let's just say that. I'd love to connect with you. So Jump on over there. Uh, like I said, thanks again. Uh, really looking forward to season. Looking forward to talking about. Um, we are a few things that are going over topics. Probably going to talk about our plans early season. The other one, uh, <clears throat> I know we're working on getting schedules. Uh, ben Page, he did the Foul Front podcast, but now he's doing some more stuff with R3. We'll kind of get into that. Basically trying to get people back into hunting. He kind of specializes in that. So, He's going to be on here soon, hopefully, and uh, we appreciate uh, everything you guys do listening. And, um, yeah, have a good night. Talk to you later.